up on today's federal newscast, a holdup of CBP's big contract to help it hire 7,500 new employees. It looks like it's going to take more than bonuses for the Air Force to keep much-needed pilots around. And the Pentagon may have its feet held to the fire if a new Senate idea makes it into law. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Customs and Border Protection issues Accenture a partial stop work order to pause its nearly $300 million contract to hire more Border Patrol agents. The order comes just before the Homeland Security Department's Inspector General releases a scathing report on the CBP contract. The IG says Accenture fell well short of the contract's goal to hire 7,500 CBP officers, Border Patrol agents, and others. Accenture and CBP did not immediately return requests for comment. One of the bidders for DOD's $10 billion cloud computing contract says the Pentagon is violating procurement laws in at least seven different ways. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Oracle sued the Defense Department last Friday, and the Court of Federal Claims unsealed a redacted version of its complaint yesterday. The company claims the Government Accountability Office was wrong when it decided an earlier version of its protest in favor of the Defense Department. The tech firm says federal law explicitly forbids it from the single award approach it's using for JEDI. It says DOD can't buy pass those requirements simply by citing national security concerns. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Bigger bonuses have not been enough to solve the Air Force's pilot retention problem. Air Force Times reports new numbers show only 45% of pilots took retention bonuses and extended their service in fiscal 2018, only a 1% increase compared to the year before. The Air Force is currently offering up to $420,000 to each pilot who agrees to stay in uniform for 12 years or more. The Senior Executives Association has 10 considerations for the Trump administration's civil service modernization efforts. SEA gathered a group of its members and representatives from the Heritage Society, Hoover Institution, Partnership for Public Service, National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association, and others to find consensual starting points for the administration on civil service reform. The considerations will come out later this week as part of the Presidential Rank Awards and Leadership Summit in Washington. The Government Accountability Office calls on the Census Bureau to make some workforce tweaks in the run-up to peak operations for the 2020 count. GAO says field test supervisors in Providence, Rhode Island, were not able to give frontline coaching to enumerators during operations this spring. Census also lacks standards for mid-operation staff training when rolling out new procedures. Stricter deadlines for processing security clearances and reducing the current investigative backlog could be in the Pentagon's future. Senator Mark Warner introduces a new bill to set specific timelines for the Defense Department to begin processing all government-wide security clearances under existing goals set in law. It also asks the intelligence community to explore the possibility of creating a portable security clearance for trusted contractors. Some of the bill's provisions were part of the Intelligence Authorization Act. Warner had said he would introduce a separate bill with those security clearance provisions if the Senate cannot pass the Intel bill before the year ends. New cybersecurity legislation for the Internet of Things will be introduced this week. Illinois Representative Robin Kelly's bill would require basic cybersecurity standards for IoT devices purchased by the government. Kelly says she has been working on the bill for more than a year, receiving feedback from industry and other experts. Senator Mark Warner has introduced a similar bill in the upper chamber. 
Agencies have new rules for how they are to protect their most sensitive, important data. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Office of Management and Budget is expanding the definition of a high-value asset, applying the new requirements to all CFO Act and non-CFO Act agencies, and requiring departments to apply system security engineering principles to these critical data. These are a few of the major changes OMB detailed in a December 10th memo released yesterday. The administration also is expanding the Homeland Security Department's oversight authority to help agencies protect these critical data assets. This new memo replaces two others OMB issued in 2016 and 2017. I'm Jason Miller. A new privacy framework is in the works at the National Institute of Standards and Technology. It aims to help prioritize the best ways to identify, assess, manage, and communicate privacy risks. A request for information asks for input around 26 different topics, which will go into creating the framework. Similar to the development of the cybersecurity framework in 2014, NIST expects the privacy document to be a roadmap to help organizations mature their privacy efforts. Comments are due by December 31st. And a quantum computer may be years off, but now's the time to develop new encryption systems. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. That's the conclusion of a National Academies of Science panel of academic and corporate researchers. The panel says a quantum computer capable of breaking current public key cryptology is at least 10 years away because of the science and engineering required. Still, the panel says, given how long new standards take to get established, work on quantum-resistant encryption algorithms should start now. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Music.